0: Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 11:30 a.m. on the Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 11:20 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly. It's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Welcome to
1: Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. I'm so excited that you're joining me on my show, Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. And there's going to be some heavenly wit today, okay? So, first and foremost, before I get started, I just want to say thank you, Lord that you have this episode, that Father, anybody who needs to hear what you have got to say to them, that Lord, they would have ears to hear and eyes to see you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So first, what I want to do is for those of you who have not heard what triumphant victorious reminders is all about it is truly about realizing who our triumphant victory is and that is Jesus i don't want it to sound like a cliche i want you to know from just the stirring of my own heart this passion that you know has just invited me into himself and I just want to share with others what he is sharing with me so that I can also just extend it to you. But Triumphant Victory was um, started as a blog in 2009. And then years later, I wrote Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of the Battlefields. And what I realized is that when we know who our triumphant victory is, which is who Christ is, then we're able to see with this heavenly wit, where we see differently, we see with this peculiar vision, um, where we see the mission fields in the midst of the battlefields. And you'll know more in just a few minutes. But before I go any further, I want to let you guys know that I have a book, again, called Heavenly Wit. And the subtitle is seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. I know it sounds redundant as I keep saying it over and over again, but it's on purpose. Okay. It is on purpose. So I want you to know that, um, on Amazon, you can actually order the book and you can go to reminders.com to actually see all the books that I've written as well. Um, and again, I, I say this often that my material that I've written uh, was meant for me, and now I just get to share it with others. It was not something I wrote, you know, to say this is what you need to do, but it was like a life saving, just kind of jottings that the Lord gave me to rescue me and to Himself. And so, one of the things I want to do today is just read one of the reviews for the book. And, uh, it, it goes like this. It says this book is such a gift. It contains simple truths and gentle reminders of how to live a peculiar life in Christ. This book definitely challenges you to see battlefields as an opportunity to worship Christ and to keep loving your enemies when it seems impossible. I love how Teresa paints a creative perspective of what it means to love like Christ did. Rather than having an I have to approach in life, I can have and I get to approach. This is why I love this book so much. It reminds me of how to respond to the chaos in the world like Jesus did. It's such a breath of fresh air to read something that goes against the grain of how the world responds to challenging times and focuses on how God wants us to respond. And that's from Tricia. And I want to say thank you so much, Tricia, for taking the time to actually write that review. And if you've received my book, Heavenly Wit, and you haven't yet written a review, I would love it if you could do that. But this is where I really want to go today it's um, it's this perspective of being a coddler and what the difference is between a coddler and the comforter uh, but before I go there I wanted to share something that was written back in 2021 um, as I was just thinking about, you know trying not to offend people right and um guess what there is no guarantee <laughs> you can live a life where you're walking on eggshells all day long and still offend someone and you're going to know what i mean by that in just a moment so about 10 years ago i met a beautiful lady who was a manager at my local bank and there were times i was led to bring in these yummy goodies for the staff and was able to see her every now and then. A few months later, when I had gone back into the bank, we had, you know, we had just set this rapport where we could just visit and laugh and even share the goodness of God with one another. On this particular morning, we began talking and listening to each other. And that was when she revealed her first thoughts of me. I remember being a little taken back as she said something to the effect, of how she couldn't believe I was really as nice as I had portrayed. I laughed and said, isn't that sad? If People are considered too happy. Some feel there's like this agenda. And then she revealed something really surprising. Her reason for her hesitancy with me was that it was a little difficult to trust me. Listen to this. Because of my name. What? At this point, I was so intrigued. Wow, my name? And that was when I discovered that she had dealt with a lady from a few years prior to meeting me. And this woman who had the same name as me ended up really hurting her. Her name just happened to be Teresa as well. And she knew it was ridiculous to instantly judge me because of someone else. However, I understood how it must have been difficult for her as she really was traumatized by this woman. In turn, she set back. She was just, she was set back with even hearing my name. Now, I just want to pause there. There are things in our life where what could be a simple joy to someone could be a trigger for someone else. And so what was cool though is God's grace was on me to hear this. So I didn't even get offended. Like I wasn't even perturbed by what she was sharing. I actually was getting some insight and it was an incredible teaching moment from the Lord for me. I thought, wait, does this mean I should change my name? No, of course not, right? Or what if people may not like the way I look? Does that mean I would, I mean, they may even be appalled because someone that looked like me hurt them. Does that mean I get a face transplant? Of course not, right? Like that's ridiculous. But think about it. We try to live a life, guys, where we're constantly Making sure that no one's offended. And if we are living a life that is worshipful to the Lord, we, we are not consider. we're even more considerate, but not in a way where we're stepping on eggshells. And so, so it is in this life, right? We can't help how people perceive if they're seeing with hurt and lack. Now, listen, we can have compassion on them, but we don't compromise for them. We don't coddle that. And there's a big difference. How often have we not said things that needed to be addressed? How often have we not said it? Because we let their lack cause our decisions to be made from the same poverty mindset. If we are kind of considerate, We can't blame ourselves for those who heard you with their own perspective. It shows they weren't listening, but what they were doing is hearing on how they perceive. So living life in fear that we may hurt someone's feelings, you guys, that's not living. That's living in captivity. Now, what I'm not saying here is being insensitive to people, right? It's it's being held captive by the very ones who are held hostage in their own prisons. And I think we all know what I'm saying about this because there are times where we might hear people through our own hurt in an area that we haven't given over to the Lord yet. But in those moments that we get triggered it's really a moment to surrender to God. It is not a moment to try to squelch it down and, and try to hide it. It's like God highlighting, hey, I want to get rid of this for you. But I've got to highlight it first because if you don't know it's there, you don't know to give it to me. And that's something to rejoice over. It is not something to be ashamed of. So we can't be so sensitive to people's feelings that we are insensitive to the voice of God. What a detriment to the world. To be aware of God's voice is constantly getting to a walk in love that exudes honor and kindness with truth that sets us free. It is crucial that we realize we can't please everyone. As long as we are considerate to others and kind, then that's what we get to do no matter what. Y'all, we don't let other people who are in chaos get us to leave our post in Christ. We can't help how others perceive life. But what we can do is perceive with the love of God, even when they're not. If they perceive with lack they will hear from lack. However, if there are those who perceive with love, they will hear you with love and make allowances for other people's faults. As they know too, they have their own faults. Remember, you and I have a choice to see with abundant life. And of course, we must see through the perfect lens and that's through Jesus. And so it just made me think about what I wrote in chapter four of Heavenly Wit. And it was highlighting, is God the holy coddler or is he the holy comforter? And I want to share this with you. It says, as Christians, we often say, I am more than a conqueror. And yet we're living as captives that are continuously being conquered by the past or by the todays we can't handle and most commonly by the fears of tomorrow. I'll give you an example of one of my own issues. If you read my first book, God is Enthralled by Your Beauty, you read about how I allowed the insults as a little girl to mold me into the person I became. The insults and curses of my little world formed my actions, reactions, and interactions within so many relationships. It especially caused me to see God with thwarted view. Every choice I made was from the perspective of lack, to constantly be on the defense or to say the enemy is attacking, instead of reminding myself of who was for me. My my past held me captive. I was unable to handle my todays because I straddled in the shame of the past and the fears of the tomorrow. I got stuck in life. My physical life aged with my years and yet my mind remained stuck as that little kindergartner. Temper tantrums came in different forms. Some may have called it bipolar. Others may have called it ADD. And those close to me would have just said, she's moody. Yet all in all, these labels were all symptoms from a mind tormented by sin and shame. So how did I go and continue to live a life from a place of captivity to a place of freedom? So let me be very transparent here. This is moment by moment, you guys. This is on the daily. And I have to say that this is one of the most freeing things to talk about. So let me first mention, I don't want to walk in freedom without the one who is freedom. And his name is Jesus. Jesus, revealed by the Holy Spirit, is our deliverer. And many times, because he's the deliverer, he's going to be delivering us throughout the day as we are intimate with him. He'll deliver us from whether it be a way of thinking or a seeming truth that's truly a lie. This daily process isn't painful anymore. It's actually a pause and a moment to see that he is is my source of joy in the middle of it all. Why? Because I'm reminded that I am not alone. You're not alone. Holy Spirit is so present that every moment is his opportunity to teach as I laugh and learn how it's easy to rest in him. The Holy Spirit loves to teach who he is. He is faithful to show me what I can hand over and surrender to him so he can show me how he's already replaced it. Beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And that's from Isaiah 61 verse 3. And in this moment, it's as though I can see someone right now reading this who just lost someone so dear to them. At one point in your life, a heinous, awful tragedy has come upon your life, a suddenly moment that seemed to change everything. You might even have triggers that go off in your mind and you feel like you're in a corner and truly believe that there's no way out, let alone Even able to leave your house. And then there may be some of you who do everything in your power to let go of the past, yet it could be a smell, a sound, a word, someone's body language, or even someone's name that sets you back yet again. If any of these describe you, you're not alone. And I'm not just talking about other people who are going through similar things as you. But more than that, God is with you, and that is why you're not alone. As I was writing this book, my heart was experiencing this godly compassion. I feel as though I'm sitting around a table with people who look unscathed on the outside, but have a story that even the greatest playwright could never fathom to write. Here's the difference maker. God is not the holy coddler. He is the holy comforter. What would be the difference between the two? Well, first, let's read the definition of both a coddler and a comforter. A coddler is someone who pampers or spoils by excessive indulgence. Comforter is one who administers comfort or consolation, yet one who strengthens and supports the mind in distress or danger, to strengthen, to invigorate, to cheer or enliven to strengthen the mind when depressed or enfeebled to console to give new vigor to the spirit to cheer or relieve from depression or trouble so let us look at the difference between between the two words and then we'll go into the relational aspects with the holy spirit are you all ready if god were the holy cuddler coddler cuddler if god were the holy coddler which he is not but what if he was this is what it may look like There'd be no partnering with him. We would not have the ability, the ability to see God at work because he has placed us in a corner, making us shut our eyes so we can't see anything. From the enemy's tactics to God's victorious advancement, we wouldn't be able to see anything. All the while, it is because we are busy being spoiled and pampered due to him not trusting in us to trust him. In all actuality, if he coddled us, it would be due to him not trusting in himself. Let me say it like this. Someone who coddles, they do not trust themselves to pass on to another person to get the job done. The coddler doesn't trust in their own leadership ability to delegate to others, not only a task, let alone the confidence to see that they will be imitated and represented with excellence. If God coddled us, we would easily be squashed, not having the ability to learn how faithful he is as he spoils and pampers us because he doesn't trust in us to trust him. Mind you, he doesn't trust us, but he's trusting that we will trust him. It would be a life of hearing something like this. You sit over there in the corner while I fight for you, but you'll never know my love for you because I don't think you can handle trusting in me. I don't want you to feel that I have failed you. Thank the Lord. This is not who he is. To keep going with that scenario is, is needless. And I believe you get the point. So now let's go onto the glimpses of how we know who he really is. Even while I attempt to write it down, it won't come close to the deep, vast revelation of who he is. The holy comforter. Think about that. The holy comforter. Let that seep into your mind. God strengthens while invigorating us, cheering for us and causing us to be refreshed with new life in him. He is not asking us to get new life in ourselves. He is just asking us to go to him. He strengthens the mind when depressed. He consoles and gives new vigor to the spirit of a person. His presence lifts every presence of depression. He does all of this while saying, rise up for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The rising up is not because we can rise up. The rising up is for the glory of the Lord has risen upon us first. And that's why we can arise. As we arise, it is not in who we are, but in who he is. When he says to arise, he is believing that we will in him. He knows who he is. And in this knowing of who he is, it makes me wonder if he thinks if they only knew who I truly am, they would arise and shine brighter than the most brilliant sun. Friend, let's really get to know God. Know him intimately. Know his scent, the rhythms of his heartbeat. Remember in the beginning of this chapter, when I made mention of what some may be experiencing, to those who are seeing a therapist or on medication the next time you go in or take your medication, as an activation, lift up that pill or pills and dedicate it to the Lord before taking it. Commit that time with a the therapist to God as well. Let it be a faith step in the process as though you are handing it over to God and say something like, Lord. I am expecting that I am allowing you to continuously replace every hardship and difficulty, every mistake and betrayal, every trauma and regret, every haunting episode, every terror of night be turned over to you, Lord, and now become my sweet dreams of peace. And the PTSD. PTSD that once stood for post-traumatic stress disorder, let's proclaim persistently trusting in my Savior divine. Now let the suddenlies of destruction be turned around as suddenlies of divine dignity in Jesus' name. Every trigger that reminded you of hurt and shame, may they now be triggers of your hope and joy in Christ Jesus. Those things that bound you, they have lied to you for long enough as you now get to arise in who God is because his glory is upon you. He is cheering for us, y'all, to trust in him as he sees you as his masterpiece, a masterpiece that can no longer be hidden, but displayed with great worth and value. In the middle of darkness, may we see our opportunity to be the light, the light that helps us to let go of the past, realizing the power of God and how equipped we truly are in him. Every daunting smell, sound, word, body language of the past be now the catapult that sends you running in his joy and peace. Light to darkness, death to abundant life. Even in the moments you can't make sense of things, your sense of knowing that Jesus Christ continuously frees us of yesterday allows us to live in the present moment to simply yet profoundly shine by being. The light, no longer talking about darkness, but doing what light does. And that simply yet profoundly shines. Y'all, as I end today's show, what triggers can you now give to God? And how can you allow those triggers to now work for you versus against? Let me tell you this when you find out who's for you, no matter what evil there is against, it doesn't come close to the for you power of God. If you want to reach out to me today, you can do so by emailing me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. But more than anything, call out to Jesus. He is your triumphant victory so that you can see with heavenly wit, seeing mission fields, in the midst of the battlefields. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into his likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. With Teresa Ann, we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 1130 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may his blessings be upon you always.